0: and acceptable in thy sight because you are truly my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, this is a great day to be alive, isn't it? I don't know about you, but when I was able to get up out of the bed this morning, when I was able to be in my right mind for real, and I know that's cliche in the church, in my right mind, but it's so many people that are struggling in the mind today. And whenever we can get up in our right mind, according to the Word of God, it's a good day. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just give God some praise this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your holy name this morning. We thank you, God, because you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. All power is in his hands. Amen. Not in our hands, not in our thoughts, not in what we want to do, not in what we think we want to do. But power is in the hand of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited today about Jesus. I'm excited today about serving him. I'm excited today that souls are coming into the kingdom of God. I'm excited today for healing, deliverance. Being set free, walking in the freedom, walking in the liberty that God has given us. Hallelujah. The Bible says that whom the Son set free is free. What? Indeed. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that whom the Son set free is free indeed? When you're free indeed, that means you're not toiling anymore. You're not struggling anymore. You're not vacillating between two opinions, going back and forth. Free indeed means you're just simply free. And God has the power to make us free, amen? If we receive it, amen? Glory to God. Turning your Bibles to Matthew twenty-eight 18. We're gonna talk a little bit about power, authority, delegated power, and things like that today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, when we look at that word power, it literally means it's a force, a capacity, and you can be seated, competency, freedom, or objectively mastered mastery let me say that again force when god spoke the world into existence he said let and it never stopped letting amen it never stopped creating when god said let there be light and there was light it never his voice never stopped so the power force capacity competency our god is a competent god amen How many of you all have uh, on your jobs, you may have worked for someone or, or been under a supervisor or something or even ourselves, maybe not be so competent in a certain area. But our God is competent in every area. Amen. He gives freedom and authority. We give him the glory for that. Now, let's talk about Jesus. When Jesus was born, he was born in power. He didn't have to get power. He was power. He is power. When he was placed on the inside, when when he was placed on the inside of Mary's womb, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, he it was power in her womb. And when I thought about that, I was thinking. I said, you know what? All that power that a woman, you know, we that have had children, we know that it's a heavy load by the time you get to nine months. But just think about nine months of power in your belly. See, God wants us to walk in power and authority in these last and evil days because we are living in perilous times and we have to be walking in the power of God for what's yet to come upon this earth. Luke 1.35 says, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So he was born in power. See, God is power. God is love. He's everything that we need. When you look at Jesus, and we're talking about Jesus and power, he was a visible manifestation of God's power. If you look at 1 Corinthians 1.24, it says, But unto them which I call Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. How many of us know we need power and wisdom? Because if you don't have wisdom from on high, you will take that power and use it wrongly. We see that every day. We see people uh, going around doing things, saying things, using their authority in a wrong manner. And God, you know, He people have power. People have influence over others. That's a form of power. When you have the ability to influence millions of people, that's power for real. So you can take that God-given power and you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. We choose to use it for good. Amen? When you look at mark 1 7 and 8 john recognized the power of jesus do we really recognize the power of jesus of the holy spirit that's living on the inside of us do we really recognize what we have i know apostle preaches and she said everything you need is already on the inside of you the power of god in us amen everything we need is already there mark 1 7 and 8 says there cometh one mightier then I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is power. God is power. When you look at John 1 when Jesus was baptized by John in the river, the Holy Spirit, what did he do? He descended upon him like a dove and it says, and John... Bear record saying, I saw the Spirit from heaven like a dove and abode upon him. And God told John in John 1.33, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remain on him. And the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, how many of us want the Spirit of God to remain? We want God's Spirit to remain. We want the power of God to remain on the inside of us, but we can't d- be doing things that's going to push Him away. That's going to offend the Spirit of God. And you said, Well, how do I offend the Spirit of God? I'm glad you asked. One way is watching things that offend God. I've literally had to turn off. The television, sometimes it's not even, you know, I'll see a show that I really wanna watch because the storyline sounds so good and I have to watch it in silence because the, the, the language is so vulgar. The, the scenes, some of the scenes are so heinous. It's like, you know what? I can't even watch, that's grieving my spirit. And if it's grieving God, it should be grieving me. And if we, if we can watch things and listen to things that are grievous to God and we don't have any type of conscious God conscious about that we need to go back and check whether or not we're full of we full of something but are we full of the Holy Spirit have we pushed him out See, we want to walk in power we say it all the time God send the power Lord okay well if God sends the power what are we going to do with the power What are we going to do with it? See, a lot of people nowadays, because they have influence, because they have power from the devil, and they're saying it's God. Yep, I said it. So now I'm out there across the nation. Yep, I said it. So people use that power to draw men to them. What happened to Herod? Herod, (laughs) he was a mess. It says that You know, he got up to give... Well, he didn't even get get up off of his uh, throne to give a speech. He said he sat there. He was on his throne. He gave a speech... And the people started raving about what he how he just was a great orator and he was saying all of this, and oh, they was just clapping and loving. I mean, haven't you been in an atmosphere where it's really, really you know, pumped up and people are excited, and they're shouting, jumping, doing backflips, running around and everything because the speaker knows how to move the flesh. Herod could move the flesh, but you know what? The Bible says that in our flesh, there's no good thing. I want the spirit of God to move me. I want to be moved by God. I want to be moved by his spirit. But it said that Herod, after he gave that speech, people were giving him the attaboys and saying, oh, you did wonderful. You sound like a god. This must be a god. Be careful. Because it said that the worms ate him. But well, it said that the angels smote him. Now, that's number one, enough to make me want to repent right there. An angel smote him. The worms ate him. And then he gave up the ghost. He died. Now, you know what? That was a horrible death. That You know, God was showing, man, at that point, you're not God. But it also said that happened because he gave God not the glory. He wanted all that power. He was already a king. But he wanted... The power of God. He wanted the glory that belongs to God. So we have to be careful. When you look at power, look at Jesus. Now this is one of my favorite scriptures in Luke chapter 4. I love that when Jesus went into the wilderness, you know, and the enemy was tempting him. And when you look at Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says, and being full of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to stop right there being full of the holy ghost if we are really full of the holy ghost then that means a lot of stuff in us is being pushed out a lot of junk in our minds as we renew our mind and the word is being pushed out it's things we won't even think about and when they come to our mind, we immediately cast them down. The Bible talks about we have to cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then the, what do we need to do? We need to bring into captivity every thought. Say every thought. Every day I got to bring into captivity some thoughts. Every, that's why I can't allow my mind to be focusing on crazy stuff the news is crazy it'll have you living in fear the monkeypox, the covid the all this other stuff it'll have you fearful when God says I have not given you a spirit of fear but what power there's that word again I've given you power love and a sound mind I'm going to say that again God is not giving us a spirit of what but a power, love, and a sound mind. And the only way that we're going to have a sound mind is if we stay in the book. Because now, most of what we see, I would say 90% of what we see is a lie from the pit of hell. Everything is being propagated out there in media, on social media, on television, and various things to get our minds so focused on what the enemy is saying and what the enemy is doing, we will not focus on the word of God. Have you found yourself on Facebook for hours doing this? Wow. Wow. What? Let me go back down. What? When I could have been, wow, God. Whoa, God. Did you do that for real? Did you open up the earth in Numbers chapter 4 and swallow all of Numbers chapter 16? And did you, wow, God, did you really swallow those people up because they were stripping on Moses? Wow. Power. Where is our wow factor today? What really gets our attention today? Because if the word is not what's getting our attention today, we need to all put ourselves back on the altar and say, Lord, check me. You know, there's a song fix me, Jesus fix me, but we got to let him fix us. (laughs) It's one thing to say, Oh no, Lord fix me, Lord deal with me. But once he deals with us and tries to help us, we got to let him do it. And then we have to go in the direction that he's going in. But Luke chapter four, verse one says, and Jesus being full of the power of the Holy Ghost, it didn't say he was full of people. It didn't say he was full of wine. It didn't say that he was full of the opinions of man. He was full of the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus is the only person that ever walked the earth that can be full of himself and it's all right. <laughs> when I was reading that, I said, wow, you know, the only person because the spirit of God is in him. We can't be full of ourselves and it be all right. <laughs> Cause we will offend some people. We'll offend ourselves. We'll be in a whole heap of trouble. And it says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. See, we got to be led by God. If we're going to be full of the power and the anointing and the authority, the delegated authority of the power of God that he gives to us, we don't get that to ourselves; We have to be led by him. Romans 8, 14. Let me go there right quick. Romans 8, 14. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, are what? Now, you know, I've heard some people uh, try to use that to say that's why women can't preach. <laughs> I said, see, you don't understand kingdom. You don't understand the kingdom culture and the kingdom language. Sons are male and female when it comes to kingdom and sonship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So go in your Bible to Luke chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to read a little bit of that. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. Woo! I don't... Can, you, can we do that? Can we go a day? <laughs> a day on the fast? And when they ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God. Now look at that. The enemy is trying to tell Jesus if you're the son of God. What is the enemy trying to speak lies into your ears this week? If you are Christian, then go ahead. Tempt God. No. <laughs> he said, if you, <clears throat> thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, shewed him unto all the kingdoms of the world for one moment at a time. Now catch this. Now this is where it gets real interesting, and we have to pay attention. And the devil said unto him, All this power I will give thee, and all the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomever I will give it. Now, the first thing I want to mention there is Jesus already has all the power. How are you going to give Jesus something he already has? The trick of the enemy is to make you think that you don't have what you already need on the inside of you because the power of God lives in you. But what the enemy wants to do is trick people into thinking that you know what, I'm going to give you all of this if you just bow down and worship me. If you just compromise, I'm going to give you this or that. When Jesus has already given us everything we need. He's already said in his word that, you know, I bless you with all spiritual blessings. Power belongs to God. He's given us power to get wealth so we don't have to bow down and scratch off a lottery ticket. We don't have to ask a relative to do it so we don't want to get caught. Come on, somebody. Am I in the house today? Hallelujah. So we say, you know, well, I'll just tell somebody else to buy that ticket for me and and, and, uh -uh, uh-uh, (laughs) uh-uh. I'm going to tell you why. Because God says I will give you power to get wealth. And God knows when we need the wealth. You know, we hear that scripture a lot preached, you know, when it's time to, you know, give or whatever. And, you know, people want to say, well, you know, that, you know, God, he's given us power to get wealth and the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Well, you know, what? it sure is. But the Bible also says that the just shall live by faith. And if we're not living by faith and trusting and believing God and doing underhanded, slick stuff to get stuff, that's not faith. Faith is waiting on God, allowing him to mold us into who he wants us to be so that we can walk out our destiny. Whether we understand it or not, whenever God tells us to do something, we just do it. We don't question God. Just think if Moses would have questioned God when he uh, walked up to that burning bush and God says, take off your shoes. Well, you know, Lord, you know, why is the bush there? It ain't consumed. I ain't going over there by that bush. Why I got to take off my shoes? I don't want my feet dirty. It's all dusty out here. <laughs> it's all dusty. Why that? We don't need to question God. We just need to do what he says. But we said we want to walk in the power and the authority. Jesus, Jesus suffered. He humbled himself under the mighty hand of God, under his father. And it goes on to say in verse 14, 414 in Luke, it says that he returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and went out, famed through all regions round about. So he went through that testing. He went through the trial. But it says he returned in the power of the spirit. Nowadays, most people don't want to go through testing and trials to return in the power. We just want it right now. We want to pray one prayer, don't read no scripture and say, you know, Lord, I I want your power. Or wait till something goes on and begins to happen and say, Lord, but you said, where's your power? Where is the fasting? Where is the praying? Have we lost our first love? See, the power of God is not for us. It's actually to draw people to Christ. Many things will happen when the power of God is manifesting, healing, deliverance, setting free. But the greatest miracle is a lost soul coming into the kingdom of God. But many people have made it about themselves. Look at me and all the power I possess. Well, you know what? If that is the school of thought, you are on your way to a place that you don't want to be in. Look at Matthew 24, 24. Very interesting scripture. Very scary scripture. Because when we look at today and everything that's going on in the world, in Christendom, in churches, we see that the, the, the love of many has waxed cold. We see that. We also see that people don't have respect for the house of God anymore. We also see that many leaders across this nation are compromising the word of God. They're compromising music and everything else for fame. They want power. But they're, they're aspiring to the wrong type of power. They want people to look at them. Apostle always talks about the see me, hear me, be attached to me thing. Matthew 24, 24 says, There shall rise arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch so that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. What are we seeing today? So, you know, when the false Christs and the false apostles rise up, they're going to come with lying signs and wonders. Lions, they're coming with it. It's already here. Other religions are performing signs and wonders. And people are drawn to them. So where do we need to be? We need to stay in Christ. And know that God, our Father, is the source of the power. Not us. Not our personality. Not our ability to speak well. End up in like Herod. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you look at um, Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, I love this. I love that, that chapter because Luke chapter 4, it talks, it, it, I put myself in that place and said, Lord, am I being tempted? Will I, will I bow down so that I can get some power? No, <laughs> by God's grace. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight of the blind to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to what? To preach the gospel there is a dying world out here and god says i want to endue you with power to draw men unto me not yourselves he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor that means i'm not out here looking for somebody that can give me anything When you walk in the power and the authority and the anointing of God for real and we are doing what God has called us to do, we don't care about being seen and heard. We will happily and gladly take a back seat and let God get the glory. Let somebody else get the glory because I'm just here doing what God has called me to do. I don't have to have the bling bling. I don't have to have this, that, and all this stuff to know that I'm doing God's will. You don't have to look a certain way to be saved. What's a saved look? Because, you know, many people ascribe being saved and blessed by what you wear, what you drive, what you have. You can have absolutely nothing and be the most powerful person in God because you trust him. You have him. You have his power, his anointing, his delegated authority and don't have nothing. Now, I'm not saying people are going to be poor. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is walking in the power and authority of God, it's not about earthly things. It's not about the look. What is the look? The look will get you messed up. The look will get you hooked up with the wrong people because we're looking at what they look like and let it, instead of what their spirit looks like. Talking about the look. But it goes on to say that he has sent me. Now see, that's another thing. Has God sent you? Or did you just went? A lot of people just went, And that's why you see a mess today. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Have you ever seen somebody captivated, so captivated in sin and all this stuff? Well, I hope they get saved. I hope they come to church and just keep on walking. But he said he sent us to preach deliverance to the captives. I know we all got some captive people in our family. There's not a family that doesn't have somebody bound up in something. But God says, I have sent you to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover the sight of the blind. And that's not only physical sight, that's spiritual sight. There's so many people today that are spiritually blind. Why are they spiritually blind? Because they have not received this glorious gospel. How come they haven't received the Glorious Gospel? Because it has may not have been presented to them in the way that they could receive it. Whenever we start talking to people about God, we're not coming. Now, when I was a novice in Christ and when I first got saved, oh, you know, I was browbeaten with the Bible. If you don't get saved, you go into hell. Well, you know what? People just about nowadays know that. People know. Grandmama done told somebody something somewhere. So we don't have to browbeat people. We show them the love of God because the Bible says it's with love and kindness have I drawn thee. So we ministering to someone and we're trying to help them recover their spiritual sight if they're backslidden, or just begin to show them this is what you need. This is what you need to be healed. This is what you need to be delivered. This is what you need to be set free. Not all that stuff out there. Why don't you try Christ? This is what he's calling us to do. This is the type of power that God is talking about. To set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, when we look at this, another thing that I want to mention is in John 10, 32... It says, one of the things, Jesus didn't act independently of the Father. Now, I find that very interesting because we got a whole bunch of independent spirits running around today. And if we're going to be like Jesus, he didn't act independently of the Father. Continually throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he always gave God the glory. He didn't do anything without him. And Jesus' answer said, many good works have I showed you. Who? From my father. <laughs> you know, that that just kind of brought a thought to me. Uh, plagiarism. Spiritual plagiarism. <laughs> Want to take the credit and not give credit who, to credit who's, uh, who is due. Now, when we look at power and authority, if you look at Luke uh, 10, 19, it says, <clears throat> Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you that don't mean go out and pick up snakes because when that snake got caught at my door the other week i was not trying to say lord you said lord you said i could pick that snake up and it won't Uh uh-uh i'm not tempting god i'm about to run Which I did. I ran next door and got the, the young man next door. I said, you got an axe? You got a gun? Because I got a snake hanging out my door. I need some help! <laughs> I did not try to pick that snake up. But thankfully, he came over there and chopped his head off. And I was like, wow. Cast him to the side, you know. But it says, behold, I will give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you and we know that god is the source of our power he delegated all power to jesus he delegated and god wants to delegate us or he wants us to use the power that's already on the inside of us because it's already been delegated many people don't use it because they don't know why don't we know what's on the inside of us because we don't study the book We don't study the book. We don't pray. We don't fast. We don't see God and say, God, how do you want me to move in this area? What do you want me to do? God will begin to say, do this or do that. It may be something you have never done before. If God is saying do it, he's with you. One of the things that happened when Jesus was done with his earthly ministry and returned to heaven, he left his followers with a great responsibility. He left us with great responsibility. It says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things and whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Everybody say always. always. He's with us always. So when we look at this, the responsibility that Jesus gave his disciples was to reach the entire world with the gospel to reach the world it didn't say go out and make a name for ourselves it was to reach the lost another scripture i want to share matthew 10 1. he came with all power he came with all authority and all power Again, was delegated to to Jesus from God. And it says, and when he called unto him his 12 disciples. Who are the disciples? What does that mean? Learner of Christ. Are we disciples? I'm going to say that again. Are we disciples? Thank you. We are disciples. And it says that he gave them what? Power against unclean spirits to cast them out. He didn't say he gave them power to talk to them and counsel them out and oh honey you'll be okay just uh uh-uh. uh because I'm going to cast that unclean spirit out in Jesus name. You know some people may just need to go do a self deliverance session in the bathroom over the toilet and cast the unclean spirit out. It's okay. <laughs> I cast it out of me in the name of, come on now. You may be chuckling, but I'm for real. It's so real nowadays. We have got to be clean, holy, and pure before the Lord. Nobody's perfect. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm talking about striving to be what God has called us to be. And I'm going to read that again. And when he had called unto him 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits. And to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. Now think about that. Why did he say sickness and disease? Because you do know that some diseases are not even detectable and they don't have any signs or symptoms. So he said, not only am I going to cast out the sickness that you can see, I'm going to deal with the stuff you can't see. I'm going to deal with everything in you spiritually and physically to get you right. I'm going to cast it out of you. And another thing that he did, oh, let me back up. One thing that we have to make sure that we do is we have to get a hold of our thoughts. The Bible talks about what we think about, we become. We have to get a hold to our words because the Bible says that life and death are what? In the power of the tongue. We have to really get a hold to our actions, what we're doing. Okay, so we're saved, right? Okay. So I believe God, my, I've cast down them thoughts, Lord, and I'm going to bring every thought into captivity, into captivity of obedience Christ. I'm going to bring them all in. I'm going to saturate my mind in the word. I'm going to speak out of my mouth what only is holy and pure and acceptable. Remember Job? <laughs> his wife tried to get him the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh. Tried to get him to curse God and die. And what did he tell her? You talk like a foolish woman. <laughs> Foolishness. And then our actions have to line up with our thoughts and our words. Because we can be thinking right all day. We can be talking right all day. But if our actions are all jacked up, it's not going to work. Mark um 3:14 and 15 Part of that says, and to have power to heal sickness and cast out devils. So yes, God has given us delegated authorities to heal the sick, even to raise the dead. I tell you what, you know, sometimes you start talking a certain way and people say, she just threw out there for me, Sister Loretta. She just too out there. I'm talking about raising the dead. What? Well, if Jesus did it and we have the power and authority in us, that he is in us, we have the ability to do that, but only if God says. Now, don't go out to the graveyard telling people to get up. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> Unless he said it need to happen. Mark 6, 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power under over unclean spirits. I'm giving you scripture to... Back up what we're talking about here, Luke 9, 1. And he called the 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils to cure diseases. Now, we're talking about the delegated power and authority of God that he has given his disciples. So I don't have to tolerate the devil. I don't have to tolerate sickness and disease. Because God has given us power and authority, but it's up to us whether or not we're going to walk in that power and authority. Amen? It's up to us whether you're going to say, you know what, Lord, I don't know now. I don't know. Did, did you really? Did you really heal me? Because uh, you know what? I may see a symptom, but I know by Jesus' stripe I'm healed because I believe his word. I may have a cough, <coughs> and believe me, I do not have the COVID. <laughs> People kill me with that. Okay, and then it goes on to say, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I've given you power again to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So when the disciples were endued with the power of God, they were changed. Everybody say changed. changed. Because when we first got saved, we have to admit there was some fear there. Fear of many things. Some people have a, a fear. I, well, of course, you know I hate snakes. Fear of snakes. Fear of spiders. And I think that's real funny. How many more times larger are we than a spider? <laughs> See a spider and we'll take off running in the other direction. And all we have to do is squash it. <laughs> like, seriously. But when the disciples were endued with power, they were changed from fearful. Now they believe God. So at one point, they were unbelieving. And they were doubting and God changed them in Mark 16, 20. It said they went forth, preached everywhere and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So God changed his disciples. Now they believe him. Now they believe that they can walk in the authority and the power that he delegated to them. Amen. Are we walking in the authority and the power that God is delegating or wanting to delegate to us? Oh, we're saying, Lord, I'm not going to get in the word today. I'm just too just too tired. And maybe God want to show you a scripture on healing or faith or encouragement that will be good for our souls, but we just won't get in it. We won't get in it. There's two types, there's two words for power in the New Testament. I'm just going to go into that briefly here. If you look at Luke 10:19 again, it says, Behold, I've given you power, exousia, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power dunamis. Now, in this um, scripture, it's referring to the dunamis power of the enemy, but we know that the power of God, the exousia power, is more powerful than the dunamis power of the devil. Because the enemy has power too, but God has more power than the devil. Amen? So when you look at the Greek word for azuzia, it means delegated power or authority. And we have to stand on that. We have to stand on God wants to use the delegated power and authority that he's given us. But there's a price to pay. There's some stuff that we're going to have to stop doing. Some stuff we're going to have to give up and say, God, I want to be used by you in this last and evil wicked day to bring souls into the kingdom. We have to even walk boldly. You know, I I don't know if you guys um, how old everyone is. I'm not trying to get in your business, but anybody remember the old school Star Trek? <laughs> and it says to go where no man has gone before. <laughs> that was one of the lines. See, I'm a Trekkie. Okay, I'm all right, all right, all right. Don't judge me. I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> Still watch Captain Kirk running around with those little people, those fake rocks and stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But God wants us to go where we haven't gone before. He wants us to go to the highways and byways and not just to use the power that he's delegated to us to draw people to us. He wants to use the power that he has given us to draw men unto him. And I'm going to close with this. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. If you don't get nothing else out of this teaching today, get this. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria. Unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Power. Not for seeing me. Not for making a great show to draw millions of people into an auditorium and say, "Woo! everybody fall down. No. And I'm not saying that God's power can't move by that. Don't get that twisted. What I'm saying is, today, we need the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost to draw men to Christ. We need to be able to go out into the highways, into the byways, and show them that there is a God that loves them, that can heal them everywhere they're hurt, and that cares for them. That's what the power of God will do. It will draw all men unto him. And the Bible says that if I be lifted up, everybody said that. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's what God says. If we lift him up. If we show the power of God through the love of God that's shared abroad in our heart to people, they'll want what we have. They'll desire Him. They'll want Him. They'll want the God that we serve. They'll see one day a person may be cussing like a sailor, the next day they're blessing God. But what happened to you? I found Jesus. Well, why are you so happy? And my life, and your life, still toe up. I got Jesus, but my life is gonna get back together again. Apostle, I think you talked about Humpty Dumpty one time about it. Humpty Dumpty. You know, they couldn't put him back together again. He fell down. He had a great fall. Pride go before the fall, saints. All the king horses, all your friends, all the king friends, all your relatives. Couldn't put broke up Humpty Dumpty together again. (laughs) Only God can put together your Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Amen. That's my message. To God be the glory. For what he has done. Amen. Apostle.